On today's episode of Talk About Fertility Tuesday, we're going to discuss why almost no one should undergo timed intercourse cycles. I'm Dr. Mark Amos, and this is Taco About Fertility Tuesday. Now, in last week's episode, we discussed artificial inseminations, also known as IUIs. And we discussed about the people who should do IUIs and the people who shouldn't. In this week's episode, we're going to discuss how almost no one should perform ovulation induction with timed intercourse. Now, don't get me wrong, I completely understand the desire for wanting to do time in the course. I mean, first, it's free. What isn't like free? But second, it just seems like it should work. I mean, if you're making another egg with something like Clomid or something like Famara and just having time in the course, meaning not doing an IUI, then it just makes sense that you should get pregnant more. I mean, you're making more eggs. I mean, How much more simpler can it get? But the reality is, is that most couples who try ovulation induction with just timed intercourse, who have been trying for six months to a year more, will not get pregnant. And if you do get pregnant, it is likely just chance and would have happened anyways. Now, the first thing you're probably thinking is, yep, Dr. Animals is crazy again. I mean... My husband's sperm is fantastic. There's no reason to do IUIs. If we just do this medication, we have time to course, it's going to work. I mean, his sperm's great. I've been told it's basically Superman-esque. And how could it not help? I mean, you're making extra eggs. Everyone knows two is better than one. So let's look at this a little deeper. If you look at when people get pregnant, What you find is, is that in the first three months, approximately 50% of people will be pregnant. In the next three months, only another 20% of people will get pregnant. And if you even go out further and say, well, what about the next six months? Now it's a total of a year. Only another 15% of people will get pregnant. What that means is, is that Half the people are usually pregnant within the first three months. So this means there's diminishing return as you keep going. And this kind of makes sense. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen soon. So the question comes up then is if you are ovulating for a year and you haven't got pregnant, then your chances have got lower near the end because whatever the problem is, is it stopping you from getting pregnant just from another egg? Now, let me give you another analogy of this first. So look at the lottery. We all know the chances of winning the lottery are low, very low. So if you buy a second ticket for the lottery, you're not going to get more excited because you know your chances are so low to begin with that you really don't benefit by making that second purchase of a ticket. Well, in the same token, although getting pregnant is not as low chances of winning the lottery, getting the pregnant after trying for a year does become lower chances 
usually less than 5%. So making a second egg doesn't really benefit you. And for that reason, it's not really worth doing. See, the point is, is that by the time you got the 12 eggs, you're already four times further than most people would be who got pregnant within the first three months. And so the question comes up is, why would the medication that makes you release a second egg going to make you get pregnant now a year later when you've already released 12 eggs? I mean, wouldn't your body have got pregnant on egg number seven, eight, or nine? I mean, let's think about this. Can you imagine that your body is going, you know, it has been a really good year. I mean, Jill has given us so much. We've got 12 eggs this year. I am so happy and so proud of Jill, but I don't know if we should let Jill know, but we're never going to let her get pregnant with just another egg. I mean, we need two eggs. We're not going to do it without two. And I think we need to let Jill know that. I mean, how ludicrous is that? You've gone a whole year, you can't get pregnant, but making a second egg, that's going to be the magic? It won't because if it was going to work, it would have already worked by now. So does this mean that no one should do time in a course? The answer is no. There are people who can benefit from ovulation induction with time in a course. And those patients are usually people who can't ovulate. Because if you can't ovulate, it's very difficult to get pregnant. Honestly, no one can get pregnant if you don't ovulate. And so in the situation where either you don't ovulate or potentially you ovulate irregularly or your cycles come late, then you may benefit from this because it will get you ovulating. Not the second egg, but get you ovulating. Additionally, if you just started trying, so let's say, you know, you've been trying for a couple months, maybe four months, it's not unreasonable to say, hey, you know, we want to boost our chances. I do this a lot for people who are doing donor sperm. Donor sperm is very expensive. So I'll say to them, hey, let's give a little bit of extra med to make a second egg. That's going to boost your chances. The difference here is that they don't have a year worth of trying and not getting pregnant. We are doing it empirically from the beginning, so it has a benefit. The people who are not ovulating have the benefit because it finally lets them ovulate and lets them have a chance. But for people who have been trying for a year, who have been releasing egg after egg and not getting pregnant, regardless if your sperm came from Brad Pitt himself, your chances of getting pregnant are not really better using ovulation induction and timed in a course. Now, the question is, why do the clinics do it? I can honestly tell you I have no idea. I see it all the time. It makes absolutely no sense to me. I don't know if they think it's just a cheaper option to give people, but it's just not right. It doesn't work. It's known not to work. And if you do get pregnant, you probably would have got pregnant doing anything else. In the end, I'd say... If you are ovulating every month and it's proven and you're not getting pregnant after one year, don't waste your time with ovulation induction and time intercourse. 
So I think I'm beating this horse dead when it comes to why you shouldn't do ovulation induction with time intercourse. And we've been focusing mostly on just the eggs saying it really doesn't benefit you to have extra eggs because at this point we haven't got pregnant. But I'll even go a step further. You know, I think when we think of sperm and we're told that the semen analysis is good, we kind of give men a pass. We think, well, it must be me because if it's not his sperm, it must be my eggs or something wrong with me. And you would be wrong. See, a semen analysis is just an analysis. What that means is no sperm has been put through an obstacle course to find out it is the most hardy of all the sperm. So sperm can look good in a semen analysis, but actually do very poor in real world environments. And there's technically no way for us to know that because all we can do is look at what we call observational data, meaning we can look at the sperm and say, well, you know what? That's a good looking sperm. That really moves. That one knows how to dance. But that doesn't mean when we can't see it and it's hidden inside the uterus going towards an egg that it's going to make it there or that's going to get in the egg. Think of this like your kids. You see kids, you're like, wow, they are so good. Dr. Amel's kids are so well-behaved. They must be great all the time. That would be a lie. My kids are not great all the time. That's because that's observational data. You're looking at just one observation and then generalizing it to everything. But in reality, my kids are different when they're at school. They're different when they're at the dentist. They're different in the movie theater. So the same thing with sperm. It can look good because it's not doing anything. We're not telling it to do it. We're just like, hey, here's a good picture. Smile. Oh, yeah. Very good. You did well. But we really didn't see if the sperm works well. And so for that purpose, this is, again, why you shouldn't just do ovulation induction with timed intercourse after trying for a year. Because now we know another egg is going to do it because you've already released a bunch of them. But the second thing is, is that you don't know what the sperm's like. And potentially that may be the problem. And this is why we recommend for patients who have unexplained infertility, again, normal sperm, normal ovulation, not getting pregnant, to move on to ovulation induction with IUI. Now you're making the extra eggs, not because those are going to make you get pregnant, but to help improve your chances. And the IUI is going to help you get pregnant because now those sperm that look good are going to be washed and clean, put into the uterus and actually help your chances versus just taking some medicine and hoping it's working. Now, I don't want to sound like the Grinch of fertility. It's not bad to do ovulation with time in the course. No one is going to hurt themselves by doing it. You may not help yourself. You may not even get pregnant from it. But I want to make sure I understand and explain that, yes, I don't think it's going to help you, but it's not unreasonable to do. I do it too. I have patients who don't have insurance and they say, can we at least try something? And listen, is it better than nothing? I think that's reasonable, right? I mean, it does help a tiny bit. It's just statistically, it's very minimal. And although I don't recommend it to my patients and I'm able to still give it to them, I'm still honest with them and tell them, 
I don't think they should do it. I don't think it's going to help. But I'm also not going to stop someone from doing it if they want to because it's not going to hurt them. My issue I have is if it's being prescribed and the patient's not being told that the chances are almost zero that's going to work. And then they go into it thinking it's going to work. That's where my issue comes from. So in summary, what we've talked about is, is that if you've been trying for a year and you're ovulating regularly, and we know that, it's not going to statistically benefit you to undergo ovulation induction with time in the course. And as I mentioned, it normally wouldn't hurt you either to try it, but I don't recommend it. If you are someone who is more mature, then you probably definitely don't want to do it because you're going to be basically wasting time as your clock is ticking. But one point I like to make is, is that no matter what I say, it's always important to talk to your doctor. I can't think of every single scenario out there There may be a scenario where it is appropriate for you. But in general, unless you're not ovulating or unless you're using the situation I said where you don't have infertility, but you're just using donor sperm and it's very early in the treatment cycle, there really is not much benefit for ovulation induction with timed intercourse and most people shouldn't do it. I really appreciate everybody who has written in at tbft at newdirectionfertility.com and told me they like the show or have given me other ideas for shows. Um, it's very inspiring and it keeps me wanting to do this. As always, if you enjoy this, please tell your friends about it. Please give us a five-star rating or higher if that's what they have and come back next week for Taco Bell Fertility Tuesday.